the beautiful people, 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 the beautiful Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Foreign Object Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Cole, alongside Taz. Michael Cole and Taz, greatest announce partnership of all time. But welcome to the Foreign Object Wrestling (laughs) Podcast, uh, the second greatest wrestling partnership of all time. I'm your host, Walk with Gio on Twitter, with my co host, formerly known as. The new age Rudo. Yes. He's doing the vampiro, yes. getting the the crowd hype, but there is we're no back. crowd. Yeah, we're back. That, <laughs> so the only reason I stopped the intro thing that we were doing, the beautiful people, uh-huh. well, I was running out of breath. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, she yeah. doesn't have stamina. Facts. She doesn't have stamina. I just dropped my water bottle cap. But uh, welcome back to the wrestling. Podcast. podcast known as before an object um wrestling is a thing yeah uh <laughs> what just happened clash of champions yeah clash of champions yeah. night Which of was, champions whatever uh, it's called clash of no, champions clash. gold rush the night of <laughs> that's what it's yeah. called um just to get that out of the way i mean that show was pretty talk, trash talk about it the show was pretty bad yeah in um, my opinion i thought it was pretty pretty bad yeah i couldn't stay focused the the first match was cool uh, which was the ladder match, Jeff Hardy, Sami Zayn, AJ Styles, right? Yeah. Was it yeah. triple threat? Yeah, for okay. the ladder match for the for the IC championship. Yeah, I love this story between like the announcers and the branding and all that, and then versus Sami Zayn because to everybody else, it's just the IC title match. Uh, Jeff Hardy defending, but to Sami Zayn, it was the unification match with him and Jeff defending. So that I think that's pretty funny. I love that. But uh, Sami doesn't have to feel that way because he's unified the titles. He's unified both his and Jeff Harvey's Hardy uh, intercontinental championships. Yeah. And speaking of Jeff Hardy. I like how this man is in his 40s and still doing things that no man in their 40s should still be doing. I hate that <laughs> he's a man in his 40s and doing that kind of shit. It, it's really Anything unsettling. he did that night was still safer than working with Sammy Guevara in oh AEW. God. Oh, my God. Um, and you could ask Matt that. <laughs> uh, you can ask his doctor that for sure. Exactly. So there was like a ladder spot that I had never seen him or seen anyone do, but he did... Like I don't even know how to explain it. Um, I don't know if there is a way to explain it. Like he was just on one side of the ladder, and Sammy started uh, Sammy tipping Zane. it. Sammy Zayn, not Sammy Guevara. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just to clarify. Confused. This is Jeff Hardy. Not so Matt. when I refer to Hardy, I mean Jeff, and when I refer to Sammy, I mean Sammy Zayn, not Sammy Guevara. Okay. Yeah. So Jeff's on uh, the one side of the ladder. Sammy starts to tip it backwards, like um, so that Jeff is kind of closer to the floor. But instead of falling off the ladder, he like climbs up the ladder, and then climbs down the other leg, the other 
part of the ladder. Uh, but for nothing, because then he gets dunked out of the ring. Yeah. And almost fucking uh, dies. He also twice. threw a swanton off the top of the ladder um, to the outside on a table, right? No. It wasn't on the table? No. Onto another was, ladder? Yeah. Okay. It was set between the ring and the table, but the announce table. But, um, and Sami Zayn became the first man to ever recover from that kind of spot. Yeah. And then he goes on to win with assistance of handcuffs. I really like that. I feel like handcuffs in wrestling have been used for really stupid reasons. Like, they always cuff them to the rope. Yeah. But the thing about the rope is it's 20 feet long, so he could they could go up and down this whole area <laughs> of space, but they're yeah. always pretending like they're stuck in that one spot. So I feel like uh, handcuff usage has always been pretty bad. Uh, but in this case, it was really good. Yeah, and let's not forget um, the handcuffs used to cuff uh, Jeff Hardy, this time not for a DUI, <sighs> but to a ladder to his ear. Oh, my God. Yeah, uh, through his ear onto the ladder. That was... And that could have been cheesy as well, where it just keeps him out of the match for the rest of the time, but I like that... They got he him tried. back in, and he yeah, tried, he tried and he was to... walking with the ladder or whatever. Yeah. Um, I thought he was going to throw the ladder at someone, and it's going to tear his earlobe. They've been, like, using disgusting. Jeff in very creative uh, ways lately. Uh, some might say creative. <laughs> Others might describe it as fucking disgusting. I don't yeah. like that ear thing. I don't like the piss spot that he did where he like was doing a drug test and then threw the threw pee it in, on, yeah. on Seamus. I don't like that kind of stuff. The stuff's so fucking weird and gross. Well this this match it kind of seemed like he told the writers like they was like, you got any ideas? And he was like, oh anything that'll kill me. <laughs> that's any Jeff Hardy that's just Jeff yeah. Hardy in life though, really. That's true. Jeff Hardy is a spot monkey as yeah. his brother would say. Yeah. His broken brother. Yeah. Uh, and he is definitely broken. No, but I think Jeff does it in a good way, though, right? There's a lot of people that are spot junkies that are just, it, speaking of spot junkies and not doing things the right way, uh, a, a fucking link came across my timeline on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Like, We're just going to go off the rail now, all right? A link came up on my Twitter and it said hardcore wrestling, right? Oh, God. <laughs> it was a live <laughs> Twitch stream. <laughs> Of hardcore wrestling. It was so bad, dude. Like, I don't understand how people enjoy this stuff because it wasn't even good. Like, nobody was selling things. Like, all right, so here's the thing, right? You get hit with a light bulb, like, tube across the head. You would think IRL that hurts, right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's essentially some kind of glass. Yeah. Breaking so selling you, so. that spot would be like oh this is easy because it's legit gonna hurt now i just have to exaggerate that hurt right. a little bit more yeah man's got hit with the light bulb and like kind of just moved to the side a little bit to like get out of the way for another spot and then like went to get some shit in very it was weird. bad very dude weird. and i don't know why twitch allowed this stuff to be on that yeah kind of, that kind of sounds like it wasn't a bar and i don't too. know necessarily the extent of what they did but any kind of hardcore wrestling, I'd imagine, is against Twitch TOS. And it wasn't even all. like. So I, I I haven't watched too much hardcore wrestling, but this was bad. It just looked like a bunch of people in a bar 
using foreign objects. Huh? Uh-huh. Huh? Oh. To just beat each other up in a bar. Right. But there was no, yeah. like, there was no elements of wrestling involved other than Interesting. this is most likely fake, right? Right. Or orchestrated or what, whatever you want to call yeah. it. But it was bad because nobody was taking bumps. Everyone was just standing around hitting each other with weapons. It was just a bar fight. It was like a yeah. old Wild West bar fight where everybody got their shit in. And mm-hmm. then at the end, there's a wacky uppercut with a sound effect. And that's how it ends. And yeah. Nobody really wins, though, because everybody's fucking bruised up and shit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's really weird. I think we should in 2020 normalize. Uh, not watching, not watching really shitty hardcore wrestling. Hardcore wrestling, yeah, yeah. Because when you like glorify the shitty stuff, then it's like, what's the point of guys who? And I'm not even a fan of hardcore wrestling, but it does take a certain like talent to properly put together a, a hardcore match and yeah. make it not just a fucking weapons fest. Yeah. Uh, so when you glorify these really shitty hardcore environments, it really fucking dampers with those guys who do a good job at it. So, um, yeah, you know, like Jeff Hardy, because he's always been pretty good at that shit. So, yeah, exactly. You know what else we should normalize? What fighting your cousins when you have issues with them? Right. Yeah. If that is the Samoan culture that. <laughs> Hey, you got an issue with one of your oos? Like, yeah, just fight. That's just certainly the WWE get in there, cinematic universe uh, take on Samoan culture. I don't know too much about the Samoan culture. Me neither. But if that's the way it goes down, I think I would have <laughs> for sure, for sure fought people already years ago to be the head of the table. Facts. Facts. Uh, Yeah, so... They started really strong on the show, and then everything between the beginning and the end was shit. But the end was really good. It was really, it's just a good story, to be honest. Like the, yeah. the Roman stuff and uh, Roman and Jay Uso. Yeah, it's it's the best storyline in all of wrestling right now, hands down. Uh, yeah, I could agree with that. Mainly right, because right I now. feel like there's nothing going on right now. It's a good period, really. That that's a story. I mean, there's little yeah, segments of of story adjacent things that are going on, um, that are good, but nothing Hurt that's business. an actual story. Hurt business is up there with, but, like, not story, but good stuff. Yeah, for that's sure. Going on. I mean, they don't have like a really, they don't have a story that's kind of cemented. Their story is kind of just like because they're just group get to business. Like they're there to fight, right. and like MVP said, you're feeling the hurt. We're doing business. We're doing exactly. business, and you feel the hurt. Uh, but yeah, Jay and Roman was really good. I like the pace I, of it too of that. Yeah, match. I feel like it was kind of perfect, and was our really first introduction to Roman as a heel. Yeah, because his uh last his first match back was show up in the last thirty seconds, win, leave. So this was like a really good uh, introduction to him as a heel. Real slow, real uh, aggressive, Yeah, I might say. Um, still not afraid to like pull new shit out of nowhere. You know, he did the leg lariat. Which was 
amazing. Which was really good. Uh, really dope. Uh, was he? He was still doing like Superman punches, right? So yeah. he hasn't really removed anything uh, that he did before. But I really like it, and I think him as a heel is also allowing like the real life Joe to be able to just say whatever he wants. Yeah. Um. For example, like the stuff he was talking about, like with fans, like you say I was shoving down, shoved down your throat, but you kept your mouth open or whatever. Yes. Uh, he's recently talked about the CM Punk situation. We all know the CM Punk. The the real, really, realistically, the hate around Roman Reigns came from CM Punk. Uh, just deciding for whatever reason to pick on him in a interview, fucking six years ago, that people still, you know, use as a reason to hate Roman. So he he finally kind of spoke up about Punk and said, I don't like him, and I don't know many people who do. But if we had to do business together, we'd do business. So it, I feel like heel Romans opened up an opportunity for him to finally just, like, let shit out that maybe he doesn't necessarily have to or never had to, but it yeah. definitely adds to the character as well and kind of gives you more of an understanding of, like, why he turned heel. Not only that. And why he would align with, like, Paul Heyman. Yeah. All of that is facts. Not only that, it exposed all the motherfuckers that hate Roman Reigns for no reason on Twitter that are like, oh, wow. Like, oh, like all these fucking so called journalists that are saying, Ryan Satin, fuck you. Exactly. We know who the fuck it is. Just say his name. Uh, All of them, though. Ryan Satin, fucking Dave Meltzer, the clown that's on there with Dave. I don't even know his fucking name, but he's a clown too, just like Dave. Yeah. All of them are fucking clowns and talking about. Roman Reigns is the greatest heel we've ever seen. Like, fu- shut the fuck. Like, I'm not disagreeing and saying he's not a good heel, but he's a good heel. He's not going above and beyond to make you want to switch your opinion on him. Right. That's the yeah. thing. So, so there's nothing necessarily about him that drastically changed to make yeah. you say, oh, this is what WWE should have been. Because the opinions like, about him now. before were not. He's a bad baby face. That was never the opinion. Nobody would ever bring that it up. Was, Nobody would ever say that. Shoved down throat. He's, he's getting shoved down his throat. Top, he's top not good right in the ring. He's not good on the mic, which I agree. I think his heel work is better than his baby face work. But that's, you know, that's a lot of people anyways. Yeah. Um, And none of that other than the mic work really has changed. He he was always good in the ring, you know. Uh, Exactly. He's getting better and obviously say, no, by the fucking years anyways no but so. al- also to say that if somebody was to argue that um he wasn't good before but then on, now out of nowhere they're into what roman's doing now he's not doing anything more in ring he's do if anything right. he's done he's, less yeah he is so far he is i mean he hasn't had many back. matches but he is he's wrestling at a slower pace and like I kind of don't want to make this comparison, but I'm going to make it anyways. Uh, it's looking like a Brock-styled match where it's him pacing around, beating a guy up, and maybe he'll get beat up for a little bit, but then he's going to get back uh, in control and yeah. just destroy whoever's the, the opponent. So Yeah, so a lot of these opinions are just... I don't even know. I don't know where that could come from. Where where in somebody's mind 
You can just Punk. flip the switch. Literally... But like, at what point? Because personally, like, if I like, there's a lot of wrestlers I do not like, and I can't imagine anything ever being able to easily flip that switch for me to suddenly say that whatever they're doing is the best thing in wrestling right now. And I'm not saying that. Oh, okay, okay. My argument is not saying that Roman isn't the best thing in wrestling right now. My argument is just how. How are these guys going from one extreme to another extreme so fucking quickly without yeah, it was in any one, hesitation? One because even yeah. the even the match he had not the match he had before, but the last pay per view mm-hmm. where he came out and just won the title, people were bitching and complaining about right. that, saying, well, "Why is that fair?" Well, it's fair yeah. because he's a fucking heel, so he could do whatever he wants. It, that, it's, it, it's such a quick fucking. Yeah, flip of the coin. Today I you know decided that Roman Reigns is the greatest thing in wrestling was, when I've was, been shitting on him for the past six years, and it's just the WWE really wasn't holding him back. The vest was holding him back. I think a lot of people <laughs> no. didn't realize how big he was under the vest, and when they saw how buff this man is, yeah, he's they, fucking. Huge. They got scared and they're like, "I'm gonna stop talking about Roman Reigns yeah. before I need to get new teeth." <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, if, yeah maybe maybe that's the case but i don't know um it, it's just such it a might be the extreme. new teeth that made people switch like oh man this guy i don't i don't think so i don't know what it is but i cannot imagine personally like flipping that fucking quick on someone on on any side from going to liking them and thinking the the greatest thing in wrestling to completely that's hating like them if, so quick or the or that what we're saying that's now like if fucking like just Zack Sabre Jr. just had a match with I don't know it, fucking, like if Zack Sabre Jr. were to have one match that I enjoyed I would not go the next day and be like Zack Sabre best, Jr. Yeah. is one of the best wrestlers in the world because yeah. I've been hold and me even if Zack Sabre Jr. were to completely change his in ring style, okay, and then I eventually gradually become a fan. It would happen gradually. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't it go wouldn't from a, one day of yeah. of shit talking Zack Sabre Jr. for years and years and saying how how I don't like his matches to the ne- to one match. I'm like, he's one of the greatest of uh, all time. Like that's fucking that that's such clownery. That's fucking hypocrisy. It's fucking <laughs> it's it's. It's so it's fucking weird. It's like people who are on Twitter and like, oh, Vince is washed. Vince is this and that. And then um, somebody, something good happens in the WWE and they're suddenly like, oh, thank you, Vince McMahon, for this pay-per-view. Uh, you know? Which is right. Ra- it's so weird. Vince is washed, but we're going to fucking stand in line for hours to buy WrestleMania tickets. Exactly. Like It, it, it huh? doesn't make sense. It's you're telling me you're paying thousands so and weird. thousands of dollars to travel. Get fucking mania tickets, hotel rooms. Ah, it's so weird. To see product that's being that's produced by, by a guy that's washed. washed. Yeah, it does not make yeah. sense. It's and that's like another example because people bitch and complain in October, November, December because we all know that's when wrestling gets really bad for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why. In and WWE, now it's, it seems like it's it been the really opposite. Bad. Yeah. Because all right, so I think to make. I guess to make things clear, going back to what we said earlier about mm. the middle of everything in between the first match and the last match, I wouldn't say was bad. It just wasn't as appealing, I guess. It just kind of felt like um, 
we have this gimmick of every title needs to be yeah. on the line, so let's just create matches and yeah, and put them out there. Because there was some things that I was like, okay, th- this is like Asuka coming out for two right. matches, right? Yeah, that that is kind of interesting, right? That catches your attention. It makes you think, okay, Asuka is she has as much confidence in herself as we think that she should have, right? Because we all believe that she's a beast, right? Like she goes off in ring. Her character's amazing. Um, you could probably count her losses on like one or two hands, right? Right. Or yeah. If you need, you you have a buddy throw his hand in. Yeah. Right. But just one. Yeah. Um. So that was good. Uh, the Street Profits versus Andrade and uh Angel Garza. It's been the same thing since Mania, right? So that's not like that's boring, right? Yeah. And to top it off, the the match was kind of bad throughout the match. There was uh injury that ended the match early. That was kind of weird. We didn't know there was an injury, but then we found out later a bunch of stuff, right? And then some people found out later. Some people had to search his name and only see pictures of his ass for some reason. I'm calling everybody out who fucking is on Twitter posting pictures of Yo, Angel Garza's ass. Twitter during Stop quarantine. It. Stop it. The thirst is real. Get some help. That's all I mean, I'm saying is get some help. That, it was, it was that. I thought the men <laughs> no of wrestling fucking... Twitter were bad. Oh, no. The no. women. They, they are like, they... Uh, the men of wrestling Twitter are like creepy. Yeah. And then the women of wrestling Twitter are. They're like Monday night. Too bold. Pretty raw. <laughs> too bold for, like my, they don't care. for my timeline. I mean, but that, this <laughs> is what happens so when we grow up watching fucking wrestling in the yeah. 90s, early 2000s. I mean, it it, it, <laughs> it made us yeah. monsters. <laughs> yeah, it did. I mean, it's yeah. bad. Um, um so yeah, Horrible. so but you yeah. could imagine the timeline when Roman came out with no shirt. I saw the timeline when he came out with no shirt, and then I stopped looking at Twitter for the rest of the night because I just couldn't. I I didn't know what it. to do. I, I didn't I didn't know I didn't want those I'm not words to be read. I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining either, but like, it's <laughs> a lot to fucking read. <laughs> you know, like. On a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> not only that, like, like you're not you know. sure what's more entertaining, the show or Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I don't know. I feel like there's a problem right yeah. now with WWE pay-per-views where I'd say 75 to 90% of the matches just feel like a build to the next thing. And it shouldn't feel that way at all. It, it just shouldn't. Yeah. It should feel like this is important because we're on pay-per-view and it just, it's not that way. Yeah. Which here, here we go. I'm going to say something that kind of goes against everything that we've been saying, but AEW feels like every match that they put on their card feels like it's supposed to be important. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. On, on their pay-per-views, it feels like yeah. the matches that they have on their card have been properly built or they attempted to probably build them exactly um to be a big deal because they're on pay-per-view and yeah, exactly. and you can see why in AEW cuz they don't have fucking one to two pay-per-views every month yeah i could see why 
uh, that's the case because it is something special to be on pay-per-view for them. Whereas the WWE, they can produce fucking one to two. I mean, like, when they first came back with the brand split, they were actually doing two fucking pay-per-views a month, sometimes three. Like, yeah. That's just fucking ridiculous. That's gross. Um, But now they're doing, like, one a month. Maybe every once in a while you get two. And that's still so fucking much. And matches just don't feel special because they're like, well, we got to build to uh, next month's pay-per-view, so let's start building right now instead of, yeah. you know. In the middle a, of a pay-per-view, they'll start yeah, building yeah, exactly. to the next one. Um, Yeah, so that's one thing I do give AEW credit for. Um, But let's get back to the Roman Reigns, Jey Uso uh, story and match. Um, Mainly the story because this could either one of two things, right? It could unfold into something great or it could just get bad, right? I mean, we've seen it before where something great is happening and it just kind of falls yeah. apart, right? Um, so the match ends in Jimmy Uso coming out and throwing in the towel for Jay Uso. Um, that was good. And Jimmy calling uh, Roman the tribal chief and saying, like, we're family, why are you doing this? Um, and Roman kind of just didn't give a fuck. Yeah. And I liked the kind of... It, it was almost like blink and you'll miss it, but Paul Heyman going over and taking the, the lay that, oh, that yeah, Jay yeah. had come out wearing and presenting it to Roman and putting it on him. Like, that. that's a real... Uh, it's like, you know, it's bigger than the championship. It, it almost. is it's, almost that bigger felt than the championship more important because than if, Roman standing there with the title yeah. over. Because uh, it Jay felt Uso. like the story is Roman's claiming head of the table, top dog in the family, big yeah. dog in the family, um, and Jay's kind of trying to push against that, right? And so, it really did feel like this is a story doesn't even need the title. It's bigger than the title, but let's yeah. throw it in as well. And so adding that factor in really, really felt like, uh, it was kind of like Roman saying, no, nah, you can't push back. It's, it, it is how it is. Head of the table. Yeah. Another thing that, uh, I feel like was good when Roman threw Jay out the ring, he said, how are you going to be chief? You can't even stay on the Island. True. That was really and good. That was like, yeah, I like how vocal he was throughout the whole match. Yeah, but it was like he was whispering the whole time, so they had to like boost the mics, and then whenever Jay would say something, it was too loud. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "Damn, he better not call a spot." Yeah, they better know each other enough. I mean, these guys, <laughs> the, yeah. if these guys were cousins and really attached to each other, and like grew they up say, together, they and- better know how to do a match without talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's so fucking good. And, and WWE has done so many family storylines. I feel like this one's the best. Yeah. It's the best. And it also, like, the ending almost reminded me, and, and here I go, always having to mention uh, any Guerrero, but it reminds me of the when Eddie and Chavo initially split in WWE and Chavo Sr. came around. Um, I think it was like Royal Rumble 2003 or 4. Uh, they had a match 
and by the end of it, um, I don't know how Chavo gets Chavo Senior gets handcuffed to the rope, which is another again going back like handcuffs are really bad. Yeah, because you can see himself holding himself to the rope instead. Because I I don't think the handcuff worked. Yeah. Um. So he's holding himself to the rope and. Eddie starts beating on Chavo Jr. right in front of Chavo Sr., who's his, who's Eddie's brother. Yeah. And, you know, the story was Chavo and Eddie were so close that they might as well have been brothers. Yeah. Uh, Chavo Jr. And so while he's beating him, like, fucking aggressively, he's bleeding, and Chavo, uh, Chavo Sr. is sitting there, and he's like, yo, what are you doing? That's your family. That's your blood. That's yeah. your kid. What are you doing? That's your kid. Why are you going to do that? So that reminded me, uh, so the, the Jay and Jimmy and, and Roman thing reminded me a lot of that, where Jimmy comes in and is like, oh, what are you doing? That's your family. What What's going on? I'm like, yeah. what's wrong with you? So I thought that was really good, and uh, yeah, I feel like that family stuff, like, they've really done it real awkwardly before but i feel like this is this is good and uh you know you want to talk about family stuff that's being done awkward oh yeah the mysterios yeah. right now are in a storyline <laughs> oh that God. we can see they've unfold literally last paper no like i want to say like two monday night raws ago or whenever that um the cage, cage match, match was yeah. it, we knew it we knew that uh, Murphy and Aaliyah Mysterio were going to just... Why are her DMs open? <laughs> That's the real question. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Because all these wrestling creeps are like into this freaking 18, 19-year-old girl. It's just weird. I feel like even the story is just weird. She's 19 years old and... He's, he's 30-something. A grown Australian uh, man. Yeah, he's like 30-something. Yeah, that's like dude. fucking disgust. It's really gross to me. And I think it's it's a lot of people that I follow on Twitter that they were like, this is this feels really weird. Like, yeah, she's... It ain't it. She's like an adult, but he's 20. He's like, yeah, like 20-something years older. The than only way almost. this would be good it's so fucking is weird. if somebody was an imposter... No, and that message was never actually sent. It's all Photoshop. Oh, I saw Seth Vent. What the fuck's that mean? <laughs> I saw Seth Vent. Oh, I thought you said <laughs> some French shit. I was like, what the fuck? What's a salsa vent? Like, what the fuck? No. Yeah. So if Seth like faked I, it, because I, I didn't, what it's I didn't be. see the whole segment. Right. I just saw yeah. the shit going around on Twitter. Right. Because I didn't watch Raw. And that's that's the difference between me and other people that complain about the product if i don't like the product i'm not going to be interested and i'm not going to watch right right yeah you're just going to ca- take notes so happen to catch yeah parts of um it. but yeah it's, it feels really weird and um and i think any direction on top they go of that with it is going to be weird that slap that Aaliyah gave to dominic that's got to go harder like that that was weak facts facts it's, if I had an opportunity to slap you on live television, you better go hard like Seth goes on Murphy. Beyond it, that, I'm gonna give it you to like a, a Stephanie McMahon Stephanie slap to Linda slap. Oh my god, that one's fucking brutal. It has to be like that. Yeah, hundred percent. If you're gonna slap someone in your family, it has to be on that level. It has to be Stephanie McMahon yeah. level because she knows that she set hey, the fucking bar for hey. How to how to slap your own family member? Yeah, <laughs> how to slap anybody? But somebody's face got to be red. Family. Dominic's yeah. face should have been red, and the l- left eye should have been tearing up. Facts. 
first of all, he should have been wearing sunglasses. So it would have added a extra set of drama when they fly off. Yeah. And then you see the red eye. Yes, a la Batista. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Batista's yeah, probably know. like, from now on, if you see Batista with sunglasses, there's a chance he's going to get slapped in the face. <laughs> yeah, big chance. Um, uh, or he's going to throw them on the ground really aggressively and, and ask something. for what he wants, yeah. to give them what Facts. he wants. Yeah, Facts. give him what he wants um, or else. What a shame that he's technically not a Hall of Famer yet. That sucks. Yeah. When is that going to happen? I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's really fucking weird and awkward no matter where that story goes. If it does go in like, oh yeah, they start a romantic thing together. That's fucking creepy. Or and even if it's like, oh yeah, Seth faked it. It's even fucking creepier to me. Seth knows a thing or two about getting in trouble with DMs, first of all. Well, that's why so you they have should have stepped it, out of this, right? right? I mean, he should not be involved in this in any situation. See, that's why I can't be in the business. Because it's too logical. I'd turn, I'd fucking, if, you know, backstage when they're like, oh, just say whatever you feel, like throw some, like improvise a little bit. You can't tell me that <laughs> shit. Yeah. Hey, Seth, you know a thing or two about yeah. getting caught with yeah. DMs. <laughs> yeah. How about we talk yeah. to Tom Phillips about it too? Oh my God. Like, you know, I'd throw some crazy shit out there. Yeah, man. It'd be like Brett and Sean all, all over again. What the, what the hell is that? I don't know how TikTok started playing through <laughs> my locked phone, but that was really weird. Fucking Pulp Fiction but, uh, <laughs> is about to start playing. What the fuck? But um, yeah, I don't like that story at all, and I don't, I don't feel like it's necessary. Like the no, the Ray story should be over. It should have ended with. It should have ended with that cage match, and then move on to. Yeah, it should have ended. No, I, I feel career. like it should have ended. At the pay-per-view and been like, you know what? I took Ray. I took Dominic. It's on for me to fucking uh, torture somebody else. You know? This is your messiah? The guy that can't let something go? Like, right. come on now. Right. No, I don't know. Dominic should be killing it, doing something else already by now. Building his yeah. solo career. He should already uh, be repackaged because I really don't like his attire. Yeah, me neither. It's very generic 2020 wrestler attire it i don't know what it looks very kurt hawkins vibes no um do you know that reminds me do you know the wrestler effie he's an I independent wrestler of haven't watched he anything had the week's best response to a tweet involving kurt hawkins oh where i think kurt hawkins, kurt hawkins uh responded to one of effie's tweets um, I don't remember what he said. Something about following. But Effie said, well, Vince bought all your followers. <laughs> and then Jeez. he said, I have less followers than you, uh, but still more likes. Did Vince buy those for you too? Sheesh. So, you know. Vince exposed to buying followers? Who knows? Um, but, yeah, I'm, that's me being done talking about the Mysterio thing. I don't want to ever. Speaking of broke wrestlers, though, (laughs) the Ryback is suing uh, NFL player. Can you guess why he's uh, suing? Um, did he say feed me more? He said feed me more. You guessed it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh god! Um, Yeah, dude. He 
Let me let me pull this up real quick to get the exact uh, information. He's suing Dallas Cowboys running back Ezekiel Elliott over the phrase "feed me." What? That's not even his catchphrase. Then it's li- literally a word less than his actual catchphrase. What the fuck? Yeah. So, um, I don't know if that's something that uh, Ezekiel Elliott says like a lot, but he has it tattooed now on him, and he was trying to get that copywritten. Um, just yeah. feed me. Um, well, here, here, that's another fucking conversation. What's r- up with these fucking athletes and celebrities trying to copyright such basic fucking phrases? Discount so double annoying. check. <laughs> you remember that one? No. Discount double check. I think it's Aaron Rodgers, and he did like State Farm commercials, and it was like discount double check. And I think he would do like the title thing, right? Uh huh. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I know that Aaron and Rodgers does the title. So thing, but... he was doing that in the commercial, and he'd be like discount double check. <laughs> so so fucking weird. Uh, but, uh, I think it was a State Farm commercial or some type of insurance, but the Ryback. The right back is broke, obviously, for trying to sue for that. And he he says he has Feed Me More copywritten. Okay, but he has to understand the difference between having something copywritten for merchandise and saying a phrase that's similar. Because it's part of your fucking, you know, vocabulary or whatever it might be. These people are fools, and I can't I can't believe these people who own copyrights to things don't understand a copyright law. Ryback is kind of like our modern-day warrior. Oh. Do you want me to expand on that? Yes, please, because I, I want the tea. They both spent a limited time in the WWE doing very boring gimmicks that only children would like uh they both left the wwe and shit on vince mcmahon they both have really shitty opinions and aren't afraid to share them online and they both legally changed their names to their gimmick names and did i mention that they're both horrible people (laughs) moving forward from how about another fucking horrible person that's suing actually because oh. this actually pissed me off when this? I heard about this. Joey Ryan is the fucking oh, yeah. scum of the earth. I called um, it years ago. And I'm fucking disgusted to hear. So the thing is, he gets all these allegations against him. All right. And now he's suing. Uh, Specifically, I think he's not. I mean, there's a lot of people that came out with allegations. So he, I, I'm pretty sure he's specifically suing someone. Yeah. Um. For millions of dollars, by the way. Which he probably wasn't making to begin with. Well, here's the thing. He's claiming that he's lost a potential $20,000, I think, per month. From where? I know the fight app ain't paying him that much. (laughs) Uh, Nothing's paying him that much. I know nobody paying $5. You know how how many $5 autographs he has to be sent in for requests right. to fucking be making that much money it's fucking clownery okay there's no way joey ryan 
is making twenty thousand dollars a month. And even he, if he was making, there's 20, people that can't even make that much a year. Thousand dollars a month, even if he were, I highly doubt he's losing a hundred percent of his revenue because of these allegations. Yeah, I highly doubt. Because one, as soon as those allegations started coming out and he deleted his Twitter, which is back, where he pretends to be a devout Christian now who's found a God, fuck you, and fuck everybody else who's used that excuse to try to get away from the shitty behavior. I mean, Christians do penis parties all the time. (sighs) No offense to anyone. (laughs) Come on now, I just gotta get my shit in. (laughs) (laughs) So... Not only uh, when he fucking deactivated his account right after allegations, he started pushing the company and the promotion he owns bar wrestling so heavily online. He He's had so many people view his videos for free on YouTube. That's, oh, what? What is that? That's revenue from YouTube views. Okay. He's sold fucking uh, matches. From his bar wrestling events. What's that revenue from his fucking wrestling company? Old shows, by the way. Um, so where's the lost fucking revenue? Where's the lost supposed $20,000 that he's claiming to make? There's a wrestler that legit tweeted, I know this fucking piece of shit was not making $20,000 a month. Sheesh. Who was that? No, I don't remember. Uh, I could probably find you, it, though. You protecting someone? Yeah, I'm protecting someone. (laughs) Source told me. No, no, I could probably find the Leave them unnamed. But, um, yeah, just literally the fucking scum of the earth. And if anybody at this point is defending Joey Ryan, you're also the fucking scum of the earth. I mean, I, I, come on. I think if that were to even go to court, I think it's so easy to play either side, unfortunately. It's so easy for him to make false claims of, uh, revenue loss when in reality a lot of revenue loss could have been and is from the pandemic 100% true um and then from the other side I think it's fucking easy to be like he literally had people grab his penis on a fucking daily basis as true. his supposed wrestling character are you telling me that my allegations are really that unbelievable yeah. So I think, it, unfortunately, this is a really fucking shitty situation where it could be so easily swayed either way. Um, but either way, he's a scumbag that deserves to be blacklisted from the fucking wrestling business. I by promoters, by other wrestlers, by fans. Just fucking leave him in the past. He's a fucking scumbag piece of shit that is now using religion to pretend like he's changed instead of fucking uh owning up to what he did and he's a fucking douchebag yeah man i knew that guy was sus the day he put a lollipop in his uh underwears and then took it out and then continued to feast on a lollipop i don't like that you use the word feast that made me uncomfortable we're moving on (laughs) i mean every time i've had to watch joey ryan in a ring Made me uncomfortable, so. Yeah, it's just a fucking scumbag, dude. I've been saying this for so long. So fucking disgusting. Millions of dollars. He could could kiss my ass. I don't think he's made (laughs) a fucking million dollars in his life. He could kiss my ass. What an asshole. Um, You know who's not an asshole? Johnny Gargano? 
Different John. John Cena. Cena. Did you know he's a BTS stan, self-proclaimed? Yes. He was on the uh, one of the Jimmy shows Fallon. last night, and he was talking about them. Talking about BTS. Yeah, big fan. Uh, unfortunately, though, he was talking in Jonathan Cena and not John Cena. So. Oh, so he's like, I like the group. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Very talented. He was like, uh, anybody that can capitalize an audience like that is uh, respectable. And they're over. <laughs> it's so fucking boring. So yeah. boring. That dude. <laughs> I really hate. I don't hate him. I'm just really bored by. Yeah. So. Jonathan Cena. You ever person. have like <laughs> people come to your school when you were in elementary school and like read a book to you guys? Like yes. the author of the book or some shit? Yeah. Imagine that dude coming to read a book. To John you. Cena? He yeah. has a book, right? Yeah, I think book. so, yeah. So imagine yeah. that. That would be fucking boring. I'd be the... Talk about, like, don't meet your heroes. I haven't met John Cena, and I don't want to now because... He's boring? He's boring. It's funny because he, like, like, you like, could... <laughs> you, it's like, oh, I like BTS too, but even that's boring to talk about with him. Yeah, because he's like anybody that can captivate an audience worldwide the way they do. Like, why do you have to fucking like, like you're a wrestler? We know you didn't go to university or anything like that. I think what it really is is like we've known John Cena right for for over a decade to be loud and obnoxious, and he doesn't want to be that all the time. And he doesn't want to be that all the time. But it's like disappointing. Drop some some basic thugonomics (laughs) on us. Don't fucking go full professor on us. It's like, it's really, obviously he doesn't want to be that his whole life. He's not that his whole life. It's just not realistic. He's the prototype, man. It's hard as like a, a guy who grew up watching that. To then go and see who he actually is, and he's just like a normal he's got a fucking. fucking cig- that's not normal though. Like, he has a fucking cigar room that well, but he you're scheduled like a- <laughs> to be at if you live with him. They're like, oh man, no, that's not normal. Yeah, no shoes inside the house. But then at dinner time, if you're not wearing shoes, you're. And you have to like, imagine wrong. having to fucking get dressed up for dinner in your own house constantly. That when I'm told to get dressed up for dinner in my own house for Thanksgiving. I throw a fucking fit. Yeah. Because I'm like, yeah. I'm in my own house. It's like. But but I mean, like. So obviously reality TV shows all fucking fake. So. Like the Bellas have said, like, yeah, all of that is most of that is like realistic. Like he does have rules for his house and he does like have us dress up for dinner. But it's not <laughs> always, you know, like. So you tell me everyone now and then he goes in like a tap out shirt and some. Yeah, that's basically what they said. But I feel like something like that makes sense. Because like how often is he home for dinner? Realistically, that's true. like in his prime. Like, he wants to fuck. Yeah. Like how often? And then in that time, he finally found out. We know that asshole goes to work (laughs) with a suit on, too. Like there's no way. But the thing is, nowadays, he finally knows. He finally got a guy who can tailor suits to fit him. That's true. So, but, you know, it's not like before where him and Triple H were in the baggiest suits in the world. Triple H suits with the long hair, dude. Oh, my God, With the mustache that was a handlebar. The only people in those eras, in that era, that that knew how to dress in a suit was Flair. Of course. And I think Batista. Surprisingly, Batista really knew how to dress like... Nice. Orton, at first, it was bad, but then Orton got it together. Yeah. He found his 
banks the flair probably. Oh, yeah. But Triple H it took him well, I mean, very long. Your flair, who do you who are you gonna correct? Triple H or fucking Randy Orton? Orton. Come on now. Because, I mean, there was some times like where uh, Orton would come in with like the black suit and it was like he had the shirt unbuttoned, but it was like tailored very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you got Triple H. With like the baggiest suit in the world. With long hair. With super long hair and a handlebar handlebar mustache. (laughs) And and wrap around sunglasses. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, man. That's uh, rough. But yeah, John Cena, I like, I don't know, like, uh, if I would want to meet him and have a conversation with him, you know? I feel like I'd be disappointed. I I mean, would you even see him to to begin with? (laughs) There's there's a, a video from, like, a clip on YouTube from the undertaker documentary and um it's showing brock and john sitting together backstage watching taker's mania match and like most of the comments are talking about like oh i can't believe brock's sitting alone that's so sad but i think my favorite <laughs> one was if you look really closely you can actually see that it's john cena sitting next to brock lesnar <laughs> oh man oh uh, i think that i think that's like funnier than the oh i can't see him like, yeah just... like oh look really closely and you can you can yeah. almost see him. <laughs> yeah i don't know they i feel like do... i'd be disappointed if i meet him they should though. do one like the blue and black do you see a blue and black dress or do you see a <laughs> uh, golden uh, golden white like, they'd be like do you see brock alone or is he with someone <laughs> yeah, that'd be really funny some people see one or the other sometimes like <laughs> once you see john there you can't unsee yeah. him <laughs> yeah that'd be really oh, funny dude that'd be good remember when he tweeted i just want to be seen. yeah that was Probably the saddest tweet so sad, ever tweeted. Dude. That was John Sad Boy hours. But then there's another thing, like, so he's, he's super serious in his interviews, but then he's funny sometimes in his own yeah, way. Yeah, like on Twitter, like most of his Twitter is like very serious, motivational. <laughs> and then every once in a while he'll be like, "I just want to be seen," which is very funny. And then his Instagram's like inexplicable. Wild. Remember either, when he, you know? we thought he was like saying Kenny Omega was gonna show up he's oh man troll dude i that think he was... did something similar with like punk he was teasing that punk was gonna return it didn't happen what did he so do funny. like put a cat or something <laughs> and everybody's like oh pussy oh, it must be cm punk man dude <laughs> wow he also i'm on a streak like, today uh, <laughs> <laughs> he always like puts weird edits of celebrities named steve their head on top of steve austin's body uh, steve, like steve it's, harvey and it's yeah. on austin being it's, arrested uh, or something it's really like that's the stable of his instagram but yeah i don't know john cena is such an interesting character i miss him in wrestling dude how long has it been when was he last around mania, mania. yeah he did and i feel like that doesn't even count because it was like it wasn't a match i mean it was good but it wasn't a match so yeah, we haven't seen him and in that's a funny match, that you brought that uh, up right now because somebody that. was like, "What are the?" Because so everybody um, has had like a character change after a match with the Fiend. Yeah, and somebody said, "What are the chances that Cena comes back and is he, does heel work?" But the thing is, he's never been a heel. So, but yeah, and most people basic economics 
he started off as a heel. But like something like that, you just can't go back to that. Yeah, I mean the man's old. You can't make him be young John Cena anymore. He probably can't make spit him to be the bars like that, dude. No, oh, I think he has the bars. prototype. Uh, I think he has bars, here, dude. I think he has bars still, bro. Dude, he listens to like country music now. You'd be surprised. A lot of people that make certain types of music don't listen to the music that they make, so that puts them at an advantage. I don't know, man. The song he was on with Wiz Khalifa was not all that good. But it was good. I don't, I, don't, I agree to disagree. The soundtrack he built for WWE game was pretty bad. That was a pretty bad soundtrack. I mean, he's no P. Diddy. True. That's very true. But he is John Cena. <laughs> P. Diddy <laughs> did the one like the year before, right? Uh, or the year after? I think the year after. That's one thing I like about 2K as developers is even for the NBA games, um, they always get like cool people to build the soundtrack yeah so pretty cool and sometimes you're like oh they're just gonna put a bunch of their own songs and then you get like a bunch of actual good shit yeah like we ain't going nowhere yeah that was good but he also put like some good rock shit in there too yeah that's true i'm sure he didn't pick all of them i'm sure he was like just make sure these songs are in there and then they gave him a list to pick from. Yeah. <laughs> and he just highlighted the ones. Yeah. Some of them, he was like, I don't even know what this is. <laughs> we'll highlight I don't know it what anyways. this is, but we got to meet a quota. <laughs> it sounds good, so we'll highlight yeah. it. Yeah, probably. I don't know. Um, Is there anything else you wanted to talk about? I just wanted to really include the John Cena, the BTS stand. Uh, no, I think I'm good. I think uh, other than the fact that we still haven't played 2K Battleground uh, I won't it. ever play that. I won't ever play another 2K or it's not 2K Battlegrounds. It's yeah. WWE Battlegrounds, isn't it? 2K Battlegrounds, I think. It's made by 2K. But it's not the same as I don't 2K. know. I'll never I'll never play yeah, another WWE No game. Um That's a that has to be Until they get their shit together. That has to be a lie. No. Well, no, this no, game's no. completely different. I don't care though. It's like I a don't, whole I don't, different I don't really thing. care for like the like the arcadey type hmm. wrestling games like uh all-stars I, I i think it was cool i didn't really care for I it play, i don't remember playing it i don't think remember the backyard wrestling games those are fun yeah matt cross is in one of those respect to matt cross so is icp insane clown oh yeah Crosses. you down to clown <laughs> no <laughs> Uh, nah, I'm not down to clown or whatever the fuck you just said, dude. No. If any juggalos oh listen, you know. If any juggalos no listen, offense, I am but... down to clown. Uh, the juggalos in the wrestling community, for whatever reason, in the 90s, created an alliance. So yeah. we're with you. Is Doink? No. <laughs> no? Is Doink a juggalo? I don't know, man. No, but Vampiro is. Interesting. Yeah. Is he really? Yeah. There's like a interview. He's associated with a lot of people. He is. And I don't know if everybody knows about that. Like, like, do the Juggalos know that he's associated with the biker crew that he's in? And does the biker the crew know that he's in know that he's associated with Mexican luchadors? And do the Mexican luchadors know that he's associated with WCW? And does WCW know that he's not Sting? That's the real question. 
great that's question. question. I mean, now that's pretty obvious, but right because he, he has no hair. <laughs> yeah, there, Sting's um, getting there though. But yeah, he is getting there. They're they're actually releasing a documentary on Vampiro. Why? I don't know why I said it. Like I'm an English why? commentator. Vampiro. Vampiro. Because um, I feel like if you really think about it, he's is he one of those guys that like. We could say like he's a wrestling historian. Does he have knowledge? Like um, that, you think? I don't think so. Because from, so, I don't feel like there is like such title, a wrestling historian, right? I think that that's a title I've given certain people because right. based on like podcasts that I've listened to and hearing people have like just crazy knowledge of like Triple H, for example. Triple H, yeah, knows so much history on wrestling. Yeah, like, that's. And I, I feel like I listened to Vampiro Stone Cold and Vampiro had like some good knowledge on stuff. Um, maybe I don't know, I don't know if historian I think level, but he just if it's connected he's been to around. him, I think yeah, he knows a lot I about think that. It. Might be you know it. he was a bodyguard for Millie Vanilli before he was a wrestler. Girl, I know it's true. He said, <laughs> said he didn't even know. I'm showing my age. Thinking. Yeah, you are showing your age. That's <laughs> fucking horrible. Yeah, that's bad. Uh, I don't know. I, I think he's just like. He's a Gemini for sure, <laughs> right? He I has don't know. To be. I don't know what he is, but I feel like, um, like with his career, his career kind of was very, um, like I don't know. It, it it's unlike other people's. Like he was this Canadian wrestler who became one of the biggest foreigners in Mexico, and that's kind of like, like for a lot of guys. Um, they go to Mexico. It's kind of just a passing through. He is a Gemini. Yeah, he is. Wow. I'm fucking that's good. That's funny. I'm fucking amazing, uh, that's bro. That's hilarious. <laughs> Look, man. Somebody fucking sign me to like Primer Impacto oh, or something so I can read horoscopes. I'm fucking good. Oh, my God. But yeah, I feel like he's just... Uh, most guys used Mexico as a stepping stone to get in WWE, uh, in American wrestling, like get big in American wrestling. Whereas him, he kind of accepted his fame in mexico and he still accepts it in mexico and um realizes you know yeah that that's where his career was and not so much in the united states and that's where he you know gained his respect and whatnot i feel it yeah did you know jbl almost stole his, accidentally stole his gimmick yeah i think that's crazy i know this but uh man. anyways yeah vampiro what a guy yeah man Lucha Underground. Shout out Lucha Underground. Vampiro, I feel like, is is one of the few, like, veterans where I've seen him have a really shady opinion on something, and then someone corrects him, and, and he goes out and educates himself, and then apologizes. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the whole point of him being on Steve Austin's podcast. I think him and Austin had, like, a little Twitter thing or something, yeah. and... Vampiro just called him up and then Stone Cold was like, Well shit, come on the podcast. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah. Like something yeah. crazy. Um, I think Steve's Steve's a wrestling historian. Oh yeah. Like I, I think even because he he says that he does a lot of research for his podcast. Yeah. But I think even without that, he he knows a lot. He knows a great amount. That he knows so much that it makes Dean Ambrose uncomfortable on his podcast. Is that facts? Yeah. What is this? On the network. They did a podcast together and like Steve knew 
information about his like upbringing that uh-huh. he's never mentioned. And like after that moment, like the podcast just goes downhill because Dean Ambrose is like uncomfortable. Damn. Because he doesn't want to talk about that stuff. So that's crazy. After that, like it's just. So that's how fucking deep his his uh, research goes. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's tight. <laughs> I fuck with Stone Cold for that, yeah, man. Stone Cold's great. He's he's so great. Best wrestling podcaster for sure. Oh, 100%. Best, I, best like fucking talker ever, like in anything. Because I, I watched his like show where he's interviewing celebrities. Like that's oh, yeah, really, that's, really yeah, good. That's good too because he went with like the Browns quarterback and like they were just hanging out and yeah. it was good. Like he was able to just, I don't know. I feel like he's able to talk to someone and bring out who that person truly is. Unless yeah. you're fucking Dean Ambrose, I guess. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think he's just like a real people person. Like, he yeah. Likes Cause I mean the people. coach of the Browns came out and was like, just fucking, I've never seen a nice coach before a football coach. Like most of them are like right. assholes. To yeah. Me. But I think like Steve Austin, he could talk with a lot of people that you wouldn't expect him to have a good, like Gabriel Iglesias. Yeah. Who like does very like, uh, like his, his comedy is kind of targeted to one audience, right? And Steve Austin's not that audience. Yeah. But like they hold a good conversation on their podcast. Yeah. On, on his podcast. But also because there's something that connects them. Right. And it's wrestling. Yeah. So, and And cars and fucking cars, I think. And cars. Yeah. uh, uh, Gabriel Iglesias has a collection of, uh, Volkswagen vans? I think so, yeah. So, and Stone Cold loves cars, so he'll talk about yeah, his Kawasaki man. all the time. I don't know what that is, but... <laughs> I think it's a... It's like a... Like a Doom Bug? Doom bug. No, it's like a... Not like a golf cart, but... Oh, like the golf cart with the big wheels on them? Yeah, and it's like, like golf cart adjacent. It's like, you know... Like a rap. Oh, never no, mind. I don't know. At my school... My high school, for <laughs> some reason, the security guards and the janitors like rode in these carts that had like a real long flat back. Okay, yeah, yeah. Kind of like that, but with like four seats instead of a flat back. Okay, I see. I'll look it up later. Kawasaki Mule. <laughs> I think that's what, what it is. It, I, I'm just guessing. Yeah, I don't oh, know. Yeah. Uh, anyways, I think that wraps it up for this episode of the foreign object podcast if you made it this far thank you for listening thank you for uh checking out the podcast if you haven't already leave a review wherever you're listening to this podcast you can leave a review and uh subscribe to the podcast as well wherever you're listening follow me on twitter at walk with geo my co-host at the dude big b yes sir and the podcast twitter at foreign object wp Yep, on Twitter. Yep. Thank you for uh for listening, for watching, for watching and listening, Not yet. for watching that phone for the next episode. True.